of it in Jesus Christ our Lord. Here we find ourselves at mid-Lent, halfway. We're on the downhill side now. You know, what would there be without hope? Everything we do in our lives is, is done with hope. We, we toil and we labor and we, we struggle in hope to gain some sort of fruit. A farmer will, will sow in hope, hope to gain a full harvest. A merchant, he will labor and labor and labor and hope for a profit. And neither of them counts the cost. A farmer willingly leans his shoulder into the plow, carries the bags of seed and sows them, weeds the field, waters the field, watches over it from predators, spends sleepless nights because of storms that may come up. I remember my uncle up on a farm up in the Omac plateau up there, up there, I was staying with him, and there was a thunderstorm coming through, and that was dryland wheat farming. And dryland wheat farming and lightning don't mix. And he was up all night just watching, wondering if he was going to lose his crop. Think of the merchants today, the just the, what the, the, the risk they take in investing in products and to have them shipped out to sea and hopes they'll reach their destination. Taking the chance and hoping against hope that the ship won't lose its cargo during a storm. And the same was with us. We labor and we toil and we struggle in this Christian life. But we do it with the hope of communion with God. Yes, it's hard. Yes, at times it's uncomfortable. It may even be inconvenient because we don't always get to do what we want to do. We do what we know we should do. And so we toil in hope of the fruit of our labors. Communion with God and the heavenly kingdom. So this is the impetus that keeps us going, is this sense of hope. If we didn't have a conviction in that hope, why bother? Why would a farmer bother to sow seed and work a field where the soil is dead? He would have no conviction in that and wouldn't want to put any time into it, let alone his money invested. A merchant's not going to put any effort into trying to do something to bring about a profit when he knows it will be a loss. We in our Christian life must make sure we have conviction that that which we hope for is worthy, is worth the effort we put into it, is willing that 
making it willing that we would make the sacrifices, endure the struggles and the hardships, bide our tongue when we want to lash out, learn the path of humility and put pride to death. Anything sown in pride will lead to destruction, will lead to no fruit at all. And Jesus will walk up to that and say, nothing but leaves to be thrown into the fire. But the path of humility, the effort we put into that, that brings about salvation that we seek. That brings about the opening of the heart and the mind to the communion with God. So as we stand at the midpoint of this great fast, we're coming into the two most difficult weeks because we're tired. And yet we still have this week to finish out. We still have next week to get through. We still have the sixth week. We can become lax. Start to back off. Make more and more exceptions to our ascetical struggle that we've set out for us. Let's not fall prey to that. Let's hold on to that conviction so that we may attain what we hope for, a transformation in our heart during this course of the fast and over the course of a lifetime, the heavenly kingdom. Glory to Jesus Christ. After the litany of peace, we have our catechumen, Riley Finley. And so, because we only have one catechumen, we're not going to let her stand and sing on her own. We're all going to sing the responses. So after the litany of peace, you'll turn to your book and you'll find the litany of the catechumen and then the litany for one who's um, going to be enlightened. Uh, Riley has already been baptized, but she's going to be received in the church through a profession of faith and then chrismated, completing her baptism and then the reception of the Holy Eucharist.